My sister Emma used to love going to school. She would wake up and drive me my freshman year of high school, all while singing along to our favorite music, eager to meet her friends in the well-kept outdoor pavilion. She was driven, motivated to defy the odds that had been set against her. She played for our school's basketball and water polo team and was extraordinary at it, which was even more impressive given she has one arm. She was willing to work hard to get what she wanted. However, I saw a drastic shift within the bright and doe-eyed person I had once looked up to after we had moved to Minnesota. The news of my mom's job came as a shock to both me and my sister, both striking us in completely different manners. My face lit up as my heart filled with excitement of the unknown, a place I had never been to, people I have never met. It seemed like such a blessing to be able to experience such a different world than the one I had known my whole life at such a young age. But while I was visibly bursting with joy, I noticed that my excitement had been making up for my sister's lack of. Emma was a sophomore in high school at the time, meaning that while I was just meeting my class and developing new friendships, Emma had already found her seemingly forever friend group, the people she had envisioned herself graduating with and spending their last few moments of high school together. So when she heard the news of us packing up our belongings and leaving all we had known in the past, it is quite easy to understand why someone in her position, who had found tremendous success both academically and socially, would find it so difficult to leave. A few weeks into our new life, it was clear that I was flourishing much more than Emma was. While I was meeting the people that I would spend the next four years with, she had found it more important to maintain the relationships in California, spending any downtime she had FaceTiming her old friends, struggling so desperately to keep living the life she once knew. She disliked the first new day of school so much so that she transferred to Holy Family on the third day of going to Chanhassen. I couldn't understand why someone with as much potential as her was allowing herself to miss out on the opportunities presented in Minnesota, why someone with as much drive would allow herself to later skip school and fail nearly every class. Well, when I lived in California, I was very active and had a lot of friends, and then when we moved, I kind of lost like my sense of hope. As the months went on, I found that the bond we had once shared seemed so out of tune with who we both were now. While I was going out with my new friends, Emma was staying home due to her lack of presence in her new world. She seemed so dull, so fragile. I worried what would happen if I had allowed her to stay home alone long enough. Most of the time, I tried not to think about it. I was finally beginning to understand the complete shift in who Emma was due to the move to Minnesota. She had developed anxiety and depression. Anyone who knows Emma knows she's always been a worrier, a worrywart, they called her. While everyone else was living in the moment, Emma was the one to question if it was safe, what was going to happen, you get the gist. However, this unhealthy habit had spiraled into a world where she couldn't get out of her own head, where her thoughts were beginning to eat at her until she could no longer fight them off herself. It makes me feel nervous and sometimes helpless. She began visiting with a therapist, and I noticed that the bright and happy person I once knew was beginning to return, but not by much. She was still struggling tremendously in school, she didn't leave her room much, and she continued to make her friends in California a focal point within her life and success. However, her depression truly worsened as she began to feel the divide the 1,500 miles had placed between her and her friends from the past. It came to the point where I found myself left with the desire to help, but with little to no understanding of what depression and anxiety are and how they make someone feel. From what I've gathered throughout conducting research on what anxiety and depression are, the easiest possible way to describe the disorders 
are as psychological needs that have not yet been met. This simple explanation helped me to understand my sister's situation that much more. Friends equals happy. No friends equals harder to be happy. We know this, but why? Since when is having friends such an important factor on our self-happiness? This concept carried me into the idea of loneliness. What is loneliness? How does loneliness shape our perceptions of the world? Johan Hari, a TED Talk speaker, goes further into depth about this concept. We are the loneliest society in human history, he says. I'd always found Emma's situation so confusing. Wouldn't someone with depression and anxiety want to be surrounded by the people they love? Wouldn't they want to work through their problems with the people they trust? Who know them best? These simple yet seemingly unedited questions led me to learn more about a man named Kevin Hines. On September 24, 2000, Hines attempted to take his own life by throwing himself off the Golden Gate Bridge. While on his way to the bridge, Hines goes into depth about the events prior to his suicide attempt. More specifically, while on the bus, numerous people had seen him visibly upset, yet no one had asked if he was okay. I desperately wanted someone to say, are you okay? I would have told them everything, he says. Bikers, joggers, tourists, they all went by me. Police officers searching for suicidal people went by me twice. And that's when I thought to myself, nobody cares. Hines then proceeds to throw himself off the bridge. At that millisecond that my hands left that rail, instant regret for my actions, he says. I said to myself, what have I done? I don't want to die. I just wanted the pain to stop. But how did Hines end up there in the first place? He relives this memory in an interview I had watched prior to conducting this research, one that will change my perception of mental disorders forever. He explains how he had always been close with his father. He'd always been shown love, compassion, empathy. His words were not used against him. However, it was because of the continuous effort to show him that he was loved that he didn't say anything at all, which doesn't really make much sense. According to the Science Reference Center, chronic loneliness makes us less likely to seek out others. While Hines' illnesses would not have vanished through a simple grin or hug, it is clear that he was not going to reach out on his own, and that through someone showing that they care, it would have made all the difference. This made so much sense to me when taking a look at my sister's situation. Emma and I had always been open and honest with one another, so I felt frustrated when she stopped leaning on me, especially because I was so eager to help her, but I just didn't know how. I feel as though a lot of the time, we view loneliness as just simply being alone, feeling as if you have no one. But a lot of the time, especially in situations such as these, the people suffering know they have people that care about them. They just, they just fear that by discussing their struggles, they are placing immense burdens upon the shoulders of the ones who love them. They understand that even if they were to discuss their issues with someone else, the solution must be sought after within themselves. Just having the amount of support that I did was really helpful. I think that having people around me that loved me made me able to see that it was all going to be okay at the end, but to really help myself, I had to believe in myself. No one could really do that for me, which is where I struggled. Looking back, there are so many things I wish I could have said to my sister. You are not alone. You matter. I am here for you. I wish I could have looked her in the eyes and told her how precious her life is and how much of a positive impact she has had on me growing up. Instead, I grew frustrated. Why was she pushing me away? Did I do something wrong? I want to help. Why won't you let me in? When you have it every single day and there's constant thoughts in your head, it makes it very difficult to even go about your day.
So I think that's where I struggled because my family doesn't experience the same mental illnesses that I acquire. So it was difficult for me to really express what I was going through because when you feel these sort of like emotions, you can't always point out why you're feeling that or how you can help yourself. And I think it just made me feel like very helpless. Like I didn't know if I was ever going to get better or if it would ever go away. And that's kind of what you experience when you have anxiety and that can lead to depression. Now looking back, it is easy for me to understand why she acted the way she did. I can understand how anxiety and depression made her feel, why the loneliness that came with it caused her to seclude herself in a world in which she did not belong. Today, the eager and driven person I once knew is back. So when I came to Minnesota and our school was so small and then let alone I struggled to meet friends in a smaller environment, it was definitely a struggle to even open up to my own family, but when they saw how much it was impacting me and how different I became, they really reached out and got me counselors, which really helped with my attitude and where I live now. She succeeds in her classes and maintains healthy friendships from those all over the world. She knows that she belongs here, and while her and Kevin may still experience the good and the bad and everything in between, it is clear that the most important thing has truly spoken to them. They belong. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that we may not always understand those who are hurting. We may not always have the energy to continue reaching out to them after continuously feeling as though they will keep pushing us away. But these things matter, and they can and will make all the difference. Thank you.